This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. So hello and welcome. This is Ross Jones, Bold Business Bits podcast show. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Deborah Ogden, personal brand guru. Hello, Deborah. Hi, Ross. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm so pleased and delighted to that uh, you could come and join me today. Oh, I'm really excited to talk as well. And it's interesting being the other side of the mic on a podcast. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's see how you do. <laughs> well, what I'd love to know, so you have your personal brand business, but I know that you weren't always that. So tell me, I would love to know how you got to become where you are now. Well, it's really interesting because when I'm talking to clients, I always say to people, I, I think there's this perception that personal brand can be for influencers and it's about a beautifully curated Instagram feed. And actually personal branding for me is all about who you are and what's got you to where you are now. And it's all those unique strands that we pull together that make us what we are and I suppose I'm, I'm a, a walking example of that in that I set off life as a lawyer so um, I went to an all-girls school and it was one of those you know I sat in careers and I had to go and get a good degree so I set off as a lawyer and then qualified and thought mm, not sure this is for me but Discovered, so I went and worked for uh, management consultants in their employment law department. And one day I picked up a copy of Marketing Week and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And I used to squirrel away the office copy of Marketing Week and take it home with me and read it. And it opened a whole new world up for me. And I ended up working for um, the chief executive of the business looking at so how, the marketing so how did that happen so you work there this management consultant firm as their in-house lawyer employment lawyer? not as part of a team so oh. they they ran an employment law team still do actually and I went in there and supported them and did some research for them and I'd always got on very well with um, he was actually managing director not chief exec who sadly passed away but I always got on well with Len and I think he saw something in me that was perhaps I had a curiosity and was willing to learn and so I worked quite closely with him as what he called his exec assistant which involved some of the research continued research but he was quite a high profile guy so again looking back and I've never thought about this before but Actually, this would have been, oh, gosh, I don't want to even say how many years ago. <laughs> but that probably was working on his personal brand even at that time. Yeah. He was quite big in politics and in the local Manchester community. And, yeah, I just loved this sort of communicate. It was comms, really. It was that I really loved. And then I saw a job and a huge part of my personal brand is sports. I'm a football fan. I've grown up watching football. I watch Huddersfield Town these days as a season ticket 
holder for my sins, but mm-hmm. I grew up watching Manchester United. But I also love cricket. I was at my first cricket match at three weeks old. And wow. I saw, yeah, my dad and my brother played cricket. And uh, my son plays cricket now. And I saw a job advertised for sales and marketing assistant at Lancashire County Cricket Club. And this was my dream job. And I went along and got the job. And then was there for, oh, I've lost track of years now, about 10 years. But I was eventually promoted to media manager there. In, in those days, Cricket was very different than it is now, and there weren't many female. I was going to say that must have been quite unusual for yeah, female. Yeah, there weren't many. The main, I mean, I could tell you all sorts of stories, but the main women in cricket were very much in the hospitality side, yeah, yeah. and I was the only female uh, manager, and I was promoted to media manager but we nobody had I mean can you believe this I'm probably going back oh gosh 20 years now maybe a few more actually than that there were no professional PR and media managers within the sport so it was just dealt with by the chief exec or whoever so I was put forward as this first PR and media executive manager at the time and it was quite controversial and but it was really exciting for me because it pushed me out there and it meant that I dealt with a lot of the uh, really top sports journalists and a lot of them are still working today but going back to the personal branding part of my role was to decide which of the players so We had Freddie Flintoff at the time was part of our team, uh, Jimmy Anderson. So it was which players would I take to put in front of the media? But also I looked a lot, looked after their sponsorship as well. So it was which players and their values, their characteristics fit which brand, which really is personal branding, but nobody would have thought about it in those days. So... Yeah, I, I loved being at Old Trafford. I loved cricket. I loved being a part of that, hosting international press conferences, challenging at times as well. We had the riots, the race riots at the time. So managing the India-Pakistan press conference at the time for one of the World Cup matches was, you know, a real challenge for me and the skills that I learned then handling the media, yeah. uh, dealing with you know, star players are absolutely skills that I use today when it comes to working with my my clients, whether it's through media training or through how to pitch or how to respond under pressure. So, you know, I took the law, bits of what I did in law, bits of what I did at Old Trafford, and then I worked for CIS for a while, uh, managing their uh, events, and then... I went working for a really small uh, local business called Crag Rats that some of the li- listeners may know. We moved over the border into Yorkshire. Yeah, um, well done. I know. Well, it's really interesting because my, my husband works for the BBC in Yorkshire and it was crazy because we lived in Manchester and I was going to Liverpool at the time. He was going to uh, Leeds and we just said, this is mad. So, yeah, we came over and we've never looked back. I see myself... Yeah very much as an adopted Yorkshire girl, although my dad would be horrified to him. For sure. <laughs> well done. You made the best decision. 
Yeah, and and then so work for Cragrats, who were a fabulous training organisation, and sadly they went bump in I want to say 2010 I might have got my date slightly wrong there and I'd always wanted to set up my own business and everyone thought I'd set up a PR agency and I just had a bee in my bonnet about I really believe so strongly that it's not your technical skills it's who you are and how you show up and how you communicate that and and nobody called it personal branding in 2011 when I set up the business but that is really what it is in essence yeah who you are so that's a fantastic story and would you think now that when you look back at it, as you've been describing it, you, you make it sound very logical. Did it feel very logical at the time? And was it, you know, did you sort of know where you were going? Really good question. It felt logical at the time. I don't think the move from law felt logical, but actually it's the best thing I did because many of my clients now, so probably... of my clients are professional services and I have a real understanding of the legal profession and some of the challenges that people face within the profession. So that's what I mean when I talk about how your past can really shape who you are today. So it's been, you know, an absolute godsend to the business as it is now. And even that has been organic. It wasn't something that I chased particularly. So it's felt logical at the time, but there wasn't any great end game. Yeah. 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 So no no clarity of vision there. It just sort of happened. So tell us more about, so personal branding, let's, Let's sort of, what's the word, unpick that or unpack that word. What does that actually say? Why would somebody come to you, Deborah, and, and who, you know, you say professional services and it's only that's only 50%. So I'm just interested to know why somebody would want to think about personal branding and, and how you help them. Okay, so for me, there are two parts to this. It's about confidence. So it's about stepping up. So some of my clients will be people who come to me and say, Deborah, I've just missed out on a promotion or I need to pitch for business. So they may be a business owner who needs to get more clients. And I talk about being a visible expert. So you need to have your personal brand out there because there's this cliche that gets thrown around time after time, business. Uh, people by people but it's true that's why it's a cliche so we both know that there are many coaches out there but certain people will buy into you as a person uh, because you have that connection and that is the same in any business so using lawyers solicitors accountants as an example you need them to be your trusted advisor and to trust you have to have that connection so you need to be putting a brand out there that is authentic so i think people sometimes think it's fake it till you make it my version of personal branding is looking at your values your vision who you really are and looking at what you bring and then communicating that and getting that out there consistently 
so that people know what it's like in Rosie's world or whoever, you know, in Deborah's world. So they know what experience they will get when they work with you. So that is for business owners who I say need to raise that profile. But some of my clients will be people, particularly in the professional services, but not always, that have been overlooked and they feel they just need to step up and have more impact. So there's the personal branding and then there's the impact, which is very much about confidence and at the end of the day we all want that little bit more confidence don't we we all have our wobbles and that imposter syndrome can sort of sit on people's shoulders so having a clear personal brand helps you identify and helps you have clarity yeah I'm I'm fascinated it is fascinating to me so do you help people with their with their clothing and style and that kind of thing as well? Or do you send them? I, out? It's interesting. So when I first set out, I, I am trained in image consultancy, but um, it isn't something I tend to do these days. I tend to have a couple of uh, style consultants that I recommend. Yeah. So I get a bit frustrated when people think personal branding is just what you wear or it's just your photographs, or it's just your online presence, because actually your personal brand is the whole experience. So it's how you show up. It's it's do you return your calls? It's do you smile when you meet people? How you shake hands? What is it like in your world? But how you show up includes, you know, your energy, your attitude, but it includes how you dress. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to always dress in a suit. It's about knowing authentically what suits you and what makes you feel good, but also meets the expectation of your clients. Yeah. And when I, I talk about three things, I talk about clarity, communication and capitalizing on that. And part of that clarity piece is having clarity of your message. So how do I want to come across? But who am I talking to as well? So who are my tribe, if you like? And then clarity of your goals. And then how you communicate that is through your attitude, how you dress, you know, your business logo, your website, absolutely every way that you show up. Yeah, sounds amazing and uh, just a very, you know, a huge area. And uh, I'm guessing that it's um, probably more and more as, you know, as markets get saturated, it's more and more a way of differentiating yourself by being by being really clear about who you are, as you're saying. Absolutely, because the, the internet has opened up the market to everybody, hasn't it? So it's how we stand out. And there yeah. is this tendency to think as business people sometimes that we've got to be professional and virtually give a a more pasteurized version of ourselves but actually it's our little quirks and our personality that people buy into so it's about celebrating well it's it's about recognizing it because not everybody knows what their strengths are so it's about recognizing that and then communicating that consistently so people know that that's what they're going to get and they can relate to you as well yeah and you help people dig that out absolutely yeah so I dig that out and it's the stuff that it's really funny there are two bits there's the the digging and the reflection and then there's what I call the tactical stuff so that is the okay establishing yourself as a thought leader being on social media speaking at events your media training and everybody wants to get onto the tactical stuff but you need to know what you want to be known for first because if not 
you're missing the trick so yeah. you know we we do some work and it can be quite deep quite often there are tears but quite often do um if some clients want it with we do a 360 feedback so we get some anonymous feedback and that uncovers the real sort of what i call the gold dust but it's that area that people aren't sure about you know what people see about you but you don't see about yourself yeah Ooh, amazing you know i don't know whether this is true but it does sound like like you need to be with somebody to get to, to understand about their energy and what they're about and how they show up so what i'm getting at here is that in the last two years we haven't necessarily been able to be with be around other people so how has the how has the pandemic impacted your business deborah well <laughs> uh the first march 2020 I think I had two days of a pity party and I sat there and watched my diary empty because one of the things that I love about my business is working one-to-one -one with people. Yeah. So actually in the room as well, you know, in person, a lot of my work is public speaking. So I do a lot of keynote. I do a lot of uh, workshops in person. So sadly, and then coaching in person. So I just watched my work just disappear overnight. And I sat there and thought, what am I going to do? So I did two things. I'd already launched a podcast called On Brand With, which is very much about telling people's brand stories. So that's very much everybody has a brand story. That is their personal brand. So it was about bringing people's stories to life. So I thought, right, this gives me time to go online with podcasts. So I continued with that. And then I'd always wanted an online product and one of the challenges that you and I both have and many of your listeners will have is that if we're swapping time for money then it's not the greatest business model and I knew that that was a challenge and I didn't luckily I had done a lot of work with a lady called Shah Wasmond who so I was ready to look at an online product and I'd, I'd done a lot of the the legwork if you like and my brilliant accountant said to me right I'm going to meet with you every Friday and we're going to have a call and I expect this out by May come on we're going to get this done and so I set up the impact club which is um, a monthly online membership and I sat there thinking and I, I send out a little pack when people join up and I sat there with 10 packs on the day I launched thinking oh I hope you know I get my 10 and I got 40 people sign up wow. and it, it just blew me away and it was interesting I, I'd done some small videos called on brand bite size so when Joe Wicks went out to the world I thought I'm going to do a bit of this as well and I did these two minute videos and I think because People had got a lot from those every day. I think a lot of the people that had watched those thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to sign up for the Impact Club. And we're still going. Yesterday, we had a fabulous get together because for the first time yesterday after 18 months we had our christmas lunch and we were all together in the same oh. room for the first time so i met one of the ladies came up from surrey so i met people that i've sat in their rooms with them for the last 18 months every monday on our group coaching calls wow. uh, but we actually met in person yesterday so 
So I suppose the pandemic for me has, has accelerated something that yeah. I always wanted to do. Isn't it funny how sometimes we get a little bit of a, a rocket up our backside and we get out there? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been very blessed. I mean, we haven't been touched by the pandemic personally, but I am very pleased to be able to get back out there in person yeah. now. Yeah. But the Impact Club will continue online? It will continue online yeah, very yeah. much. It's We have Monday group coaching calls and then there is a platform where people can access training videos and I send out videos and emails throughout the week to support the group. But it's become a really fabulous community where other people, I, I virtually, it's as if I'm just the facilitator now, in, yeah. it, which is for me the perfect community. I was sharing with them yesterday and I, I think you'll resonate with this. The great thing about an online business is that, you know, there's no limit to, to numbers. And I thought, oh, you know, this is a great idea. But I very quickly realised that I know every single one of my members. And when I look around the room yesterday, I know what their goals are, what their dreams are, what their challenges are. And I never want that to change. So even though I can grow it, it will never grow beyond me knowing the people yeah. in it. That, that yeah. means too much to me. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, I think that's is, there have been opportunities, haven't there, thrown out through this. And, uh, you know, having the the courage and the determination and the entrepreneurial skills really just to, to take these opportunities, I think, has been really important. The difference between survival and, and otherwise in this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, there's that, that phrase, isn't there? You know, we have a choice whether to survive or to thrive. And you, I've said this many times when I've, I've been presenting, but somebody very early on, I think it was a politician said, you know, we're all in the same boat. And, and then somebody said, no, we're not. We're, we're all weathering the same storm, but we're in very different boats. Yeah. And I think the people that have said, come on, what can I do? And, you know, the Impact Club wasn't perfect when it set out, but it, it was a response and it kept me going as much yeah. as I think it kept my members going. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fabulous. Well done, you. And so, and that's that seems to be an amazing thing you did. What about, now we all go through these tough times in life. Everybody does. As you say there, it's just like it's a difference between how we respond to those things. But what about you? Do you mind sharing a particular time of adversity that you've been through and um, how you came through that? I don't mind at all. So honestly, one of the biggest challenges for me was how I came to set up the business and sort of a potted version is that I had many and, and some people may resonate with this but I was I went on quite a journey to have my son my son is now 14 Oscar big part of my personal brand just sharing this here because for a long time I wouldn't talk about the school run I'd say, oh, I can't have a meeting after three o'clock because, but I would never share why, and that doesn't empower other parents. So I changed that one quite quickly. But when Oscar was about two or three, long journey to have him, I suffered from depression and I realised actually it was around my identity. I'd always had very high profile 
roles. So when I was at Old Trafford, you know, very much in the limelight and working with not as much being in the limelight, but knowing everybody within the organisation. And and for me, that's important. You know, I'm big about networking and still am now. And one of my values is reputation. And all of a sudden I became Oscar's mummy rather than Deborah. And I realised that And I had some counselling at the time. And it was at that point I spoke to the counsellor and said, I've always wanted my own business. And she said, well, what's holding you back? And I said, I'm going through this process, if you like, at the moment. And I said, it's not just when you become a new mum, but it's when you change jobs. It's maybe when you get divorced, when you've been very poorly. But we have these milestones in our lives where our, our identity changes and I quite often get people get in touch now saying I've lost who I am and I hadn't realised what an impact that had on me as a person uh, but also as a businesswoman as well. I lost my identity, I lost some of my self-worth and which then eroded my confidence. So it was from that that the business set up and it took me a long time to share that story as well but again by sharing it it empowers other people and you know we all have our moments don't we sometimes I think we can all be guilty of playing small and I have a poem on my uh, just above my laptop here which is Marianne Williamson which is that our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate our deepest fear that we are powerful beyond belief yeah yeah, and, and for me I think we can all have a tendency to play small and I think what I've taught myself over the years is that we're not doing anybody any favours by shrinking. Yeah. We've got to go out there and be ourselves and be proud of who we are and recognise our identity and share that and, and know what your purpose is. And my purpose is that I believe that every single one of us has so much potential inside of us. It's just about unlocking that. And what I went through when I, you know, when Oscar was a baby helped me recognize that and have empathy for people going through that yeah no I love that that's uh yeah really powerful thank you very much for sharing that and that seems a really good a good place to end our conversation it's been amazing speaking with you I love your journey I love the stuff you've shared I love what you do it's just just amazing thank you Deborah thank you I've really enjoyed it Ross thank you at the end of our conversation Deborah was talking about how we don't do anyone any favours by holding ourselves small. And she mentioned the Marianne Williamson poem, Who Am I to Be Brilliant? I love this poem. This is something I actually give this to to clients when they when they start working with me. It's amazing. And um, interestingly, it was actually Nelson Mandela read it out at his inaugural celebration. And um, I thought, you know, I'm sure some of you will be very familiar with this poem, but I thought I'd read it out to you. So it's called, Who Am I to be Brilliant? Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? Actually, who are you not to be brilliant? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. 
We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. It's a really uh, powerful poem, I think, so I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you enjoyed our uh, conversation today. Please subscribe to our show and then you just receive each show uh, as, as they come out. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it and looking forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. This has been your Ross Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with bold business bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.